This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Worldly Wade, Bananas Bob, and Maladjusted Mark. This week, the Randy Roistering Rangers round the rugged rocks of the Ribald. Yes, it's time for Fears and Fetishes. Please agree thy safe word and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Distractable. I'm Wade, joined by Mark and Bob, and we are here with our show where we talk about whatever we want. I assign points, or whoever's hosting assigns points, and then somebody wins, two people win, nobody wins. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ooh, we've never done that. Can nobody win? Is that an option? I mean, I feel like that's a little cheating. <laughs> that, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, just Nobody the wins. <laughs> There's no host for next week. It's over. Oh. Oh. Spoiler alert. Is that today? It could be. That's how it ends. I guess it's up to the host when it ends. Yeah, I guess it's like whenever <laughs> there is no winner, that's when the show ends. <laughs> At oh, any boy. moment, the host could just be like, you guys suck. That's it. It's over. That really puts some stakes to this show. You know, maybe we should elevate it like that. If there's ever uh, like a, an episode where no one gets any points, then I guess it has to end, right? Oof. Or a tie. Tie at nothing. Tie's not the same. A tie is like kissing your own butthole. Nobody wants that. <sighs> you guys tied once. No, no, you're skating over this concept. How do you kiss your own butthole? Uh, can't happen. That's why we can't have any ties. All right, fair enough. There is somebody out there that's flexible enough to kiss their own butthole. Right? Oh, absolutely. And you know they have. Mm-hmm. Like, I know exactly the extent to which I'm not able to kiss my own butthole because you know what? I've tried just like everyone else. Is that the, where the phrase tongue in cheek comes from? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Shut up. 
Shut up. That's a hundred percent. You know what, Wade? Shut up. Points for that. Thank points you. for you. Thank you. So you can't give the judge points. I will allow him to give me points. Don't tell me what I can do. I'm going to tell you exactly what you can do. And you can't do that. Well, I already did it. I will so. allow you both to give the judge points this week. All right. Fair enough. Does that mean we can also take points away nope, from the just judge? Give. Just give. I can only oh, be okay. giving well, points. I give you negative five points. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of cheatsy, but I allowed it. So <laughs> not against the rules. <laughs> Technically true. All right. Uh, well, anyway, since we're all here and since uh spooky season is has been upon us, kind of a combo there. Say it again, the way you said it. Uh since we're all here, since spooky season has is been upon no, us. Just spooky season. God, what is wrong with you? No, spooky season. You said spooky season in a fun way. Spooky season. Spooky season. Spooky. Say, say it differently. God, forget I said. And we'll cut this out. Don't cut anything out ever, Will. It's unedited now. Your job is just to post this as we send it to you. That's the rules. I'm starting to think maybe there's no editing at all and we just are throwing up like vomit onto the platforms that people listen. You know, you would know if that was true if you listened to them before they go up, Wade. That's true. Yeah. We are afforded that opportunity. Look. Uh look over there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the sound of my own voice. I don't want to I don't like listening to myself. If, if I wasn't in the podcast, I would love it. <laughs> wow. It's not for you, it's for the people to make sure that it's good. Uh, look, they, I, they are smarter people than I, me that listen. I am so much more mad at you right now than it would seem, but I'm going to save it till the end, oh, <clears throat> beloved judge. I will keep note of that when I assign points. Thank you. Um, <sighs> Well, uh, <laughs> get a little warm in here, so uh, let's talk about spooky stuff because uh, i don't know it, i don't like it when halloween's over because that means we have to wait a whole nother year for halloween there's some other good holidays i suppose but it's one of the best ones so today we're going to talk about fears logical fears irrational fears silly fears serious fears whatever you guys kind of want to focus on i don't have anything specific to ask about it but i just figured that's a good topic because it's something that you know a lot of us think of the common things like you know there's some very common fears spiders and such and we can talk about those but sometimes there's just weird things people are afraid of and i have a couple of those that come to mind so now that i've blabbed and blabbed and given you guys plenty of time to prepare for the topic mm -hmm. talk to me about either some of your fears or fears of people around you what stories you've heard whatever you know how this show goes I I just want to be clear you did talk for a long time but you said the topic at the very end of your very extended talk so <laughs> yeah you're welcome <laughs> like 95 percent of that was not like oh i'm thinking about this new topic wade has presented <laughs> just to clarify what you said i know but i was trying to make myself look better than i was to you uh-huh uh -huh. i was trying to misrepresent myself to look good to the audience <laughs> minus one point to wade <laughs> wait you can't take points away you can only add negative points i I give you negative one point. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's the rules. <laughs> yeah. I do. I feel like I have a, a light-hearted one that I feel weird about. That I guess I could start this with. I don't know if you've got ones ready, locked and loaded, Mark. No, honestly, because like you, I just heard about this topic two seconds ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's mm -hmm. not been two seconds mm -hmm. anymore. Now it's been at least a minute. Yeah, but I was too busy laughing at you. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has a limited talking text? Everyone knows.
knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it! Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible! Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. All right, listen, I've got this and it's like an everyday thing, like constantly, like when we finish recording this podcast, I'm probably going to deal with this. And I don't know, maybe it's not a fear we can debate that, but I have this thing, right? Basically, every time I go to stand up or walk, I have a fear that I'm going to like hurt my ankles or my feet. And it's not like a, ooh, I hope I don't hurt my ankle. It's like a physical cringe. If I see someone like roll their ankle or like one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen, if you're a sports fan, the video, I believe, of Joe Theismann. He's a quarterback. He's playing football, American football. He gets tackled. <sighs> I found a picture of it. He's standing, trying to throw the ball, basically, and he gets tackled low in his leg and it like snaps his leg, like destroys his leg. And when it just, I'm not watching the video right now. I just Googled to make sure that was the right dude. That exact injury is like a deep fear for me. It makes me feel like I'm gonna throw up. It makes my eyes like water, like tear up. And every time I'm, if I'm on the escalator at a store and I'm approaching the end of it, my brain is like, Make sure your your pant leg is not too low so it doesn't get sucked in. It's going to rip your legs off. Every time I step down off a curb, I'm like, ooh, don't step down into a sewer grate. Your foot might go through it. You might break every bone in your ankle. It's like this weird thing. And like football sports injuries where ankles get like snapped. There's an MMA injury where two guys are like kicking each other and they kick and their shins meet. And the one dude's leg or like wraps around the other dude's leg because his shin just shatters. I mean, that's gross, right? I feel like everyone would look at that and be like, ooh, that's a rough injury. Like, damn, that probably hurts. I think about that constantly. Every time I walk, every time I take a step up or down. Is that weird? Am I weird? Is that like a weird thing I hold on to? Because it makes me feel weird. But it's a real like constant thing for me that I'm afraid of. Anytime I'm like using my legs, this in the back of my mind, I'm like, be, 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 be careful. Don't destroy your legs. Watch out. 
watch out. And anytime, if I like step on a rock or even if I slightly roll my ankle, my whole body is like, this is the end. <laughs> this is how we die. Is that weird? Am I weird? Because I feel like that fear follows me constantly and I don't understand it. I mean, given that I broke my foot by stepping off of a curb and barely rolling my ankle. No, I'm not saying that that's crazy because that can happen. Humans are surprisingly durable, but humans are also surprisingly fragile. They will break at a moment's notice. Do you think there's like something that happened or something you witnessed when you were really young that caused you to like have that? Or do you think it's just happened one day? You're like, huh? He just talked about Joe Theismann and his thigh being broken in half well, yeah i know no okay so for his first personal experience i was a football player right i played football through uh high school for a couple years in high school i my goal was to play in college i was taking it pretty seriously and i frequently had ankle injuries but i don't know if it comes from that like i'm just a big guy linemen get their ankles stepped on a lot you roll your ankle it just sort of happens if you play college football you basically have your ankles taped all the time no matter what because you probably have taken a lot of abuse and have had a lot of ankle sprains or injuries or whatever but like no traumatic events or anything involving feet i don't know well i looked it up joe theisman's injury happened in like 85 so i don't think any of us were alive to see that happen in real time no no it's just like an iconic thing like you know it's a video if you're like a sports especially if you're a football player you've probably seen the joe theisman clip because it's it's horrific yeah and apparently everyone likes watching that there was one i witnessed probably a decade or more ago that was like i think it was a college basketball game where it's like someone went to jump and when they landed they didn't bend their knees and they had yeah. um what's the fracture called where like the bone goes through the skin fuck explosion <laughs> <laughs> i believe they had a knee fuck explosion a bonihilation there's actually there's a name <laughs> for it I, I, yeah but basically this dude jumped up to like block a pass or something and he landed didn't bend uh -huh. his leg and like his leg buckled but like in real time because i mean they didn't ah. cut it soon enough you could actually see that happen and him go down um, ah, i'm gonna throw up sorry as a basketball player at the time that was awful to witness too because it's like oh my god the way i jump around like that could happen to me at any given time i guess my biggest question about this i uh, this is a thing i deal with i i don't know it's not going away as far as i can tell is that a fear or is that like a weird like just a thing for me it's not a fear no. i don't know what is a fear I, I don't know what is a fear what is a, what is a fear hang on what is fear what is fear that's a good question i just asked what is a ferrar and the internet was like ferrari what is the fear of ferraris ferrarophobia <laughs> it must be right ferrarophobia Ferrar probably ferrarophobia okay fear definition this is the start of like a, a seventh grade essay fear the dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or threat so weirdly it's specific to danger right that would pain, be dangerous yeah. threats i think it's fine to call that a fear because okay. it is it's even if it's rational and understandable it still qualifies as a fear i don't see why not yeah i mean it's definitely it comes from my feeling that that's i'm going to get injured it's a rational i guess maybe in that i think i'm going to get injured in every situation when if i'm just walking normally i'm probably relatively safe i guess but uh, okay so that is a fear that's kind of a fear yeah absolutely it's a fear you know, i'd say it qualifies i feel validated you know what i just thought is there a pill that makes you feel incredible fear because i feel like there's a market for that i feel like that's something scarecrow would employ in like the batman universe <laughs> i know right they always have the like the fear potion or the fear tonic but is there actually a chemical that makes you feel afraid like what chemical in the brain what chemical makes you feel fear on the flip side wouldn't there be like a counter maybe like for 
I don't know, soldiers or police or something that makes you feel incredibly brave? I mean, probably lots of cocaine. Oh my, imagine a fear suppression. That would be so dangerous to have like a fear suppression probably because I think that fear is what makes good decisions a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, no, no, honestly, no. Fears make you make, I think, worse decisions way more than good decisions. Yeah, I think it depends. I think if you get into a position where you're you're basically entering the fight or flight part of fear and you're making a frantic decision, that's not great. But fear is rationalized when you're making like calmer decisions before something is happening or if you're totally have control of yourself. I think that's good. Out in the woods, grizzly bear comes to your campsite and you're like, hold my beer it's a hold my beer moment that's what fear suppression is it's hold my beer it's a hold my beer life i know how to deal with a grizzly bear in the woods you kidding me okay how, how do you deal how do you it's deal? easy it's easy shit your pants and play dead oh all right what if you had just finished pooping well god help you you better <laughs> run fast <laughs> if you don't have one in the chamber that grizzly bear is gonna get you <laughs> that's why i always carry my camping bag of shit with me at all times yeah that's why real outdoorsmen shit in a bag and then tie it on their belt yeah i got a quick release pouch it's like a parachute <laughs> i pull a cord and just <laughs> a, a guy just got back from like a long like bushcraft trip it get, gets into the city parking his car walking into his apartment a mugger comes up and is like hey give me your wallet <laughs> and the guy like spider-man whips his hand behind his back whips the bag out like Whoosh! A web of shit launches a mugger, loses his mind, and then shoots him in the face because that only works on grizzly bears. The shit defense is more effective in nature. It doesn't work in the urban environment. Uh-huh, yeah. Absolutely. Humans don't like that, but it doesn't scare them away. I feel, no, I feel like if I was in a situation where I wanted to mug someone and they pull the cord and poop went everywhere, I feel like I would be dissuaded from robbing that guy yeah imagine they have like shit all over their hand they go to grab their wallet and like they go to hand you a shit covered wallet like i wouldn't want it yeah it's too much well but if you're mugging them you've got the you've got the weapon you've got a whatever i would be like lick your hand clean then pass it to me oh, <laughs> oh. this is what you get oh. for trying the shit defense on a human that has intelligence oh yeah yeah exactly intelligence is what we're dealing with here <laughs> mm-hmm Oh, yeah, I would never mug anyone, so no one has to worry about me telling them to lick their hand clean. Of but course, thank yeah. God. <laughs> but if I was in that position, you've got the element of surprise, you've got a weapon or something, something, you know, you're trained in karate, whatever, I don't know. You mix up your, like, poop bag with your party confetti and you go to someone's birthday and you're like, could you surprise? <laughs> <laughs> then you feel really bad so then you throw confetti too and it kind of sticks to the moist poop you basically just tarred and feather someone on their birthday i just got a bunch of cords on my body that i could pull at any time one's poop one's confetti one's food one's drink one's a fire extinguisher a terrible shitty superhero it's me cord man <laughs> I should have labeled some of these cords. <laughs> I'm just going to keep pulling until the situation is resolved. Cordman sucks. Man, Cordman sucks. What are sucks. we talking about? Fear. Fear, right. Fear. Oh, fear, right. Yeah, my fear of the leg injury thing. That's real. Yeah, I'm yeah. normal. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I don't have too many, like, standout fears except for the ocean. I Ooh. freaking hate 
the ocean. Like me and Ethan, we went swimming in the ocean. It was this bone gripping terror of being in the water. I cannot explain to you how real that fear was of even the idea of being in the water was terrifying. But once I actually jumped in, all I could think of was get out. I might have pushed Ethan into the water to get out. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed I, to say. I watched that video and I had two comments. Yeah. One, the expression on your face prior to getting into the water. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were going to kill Ethan. Like I was watching <laughs> it and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't like a bit. Mark looks possessed. Mark looks violent. Like this doesn't I, look like Mark. I yeah, uh, it's it's like it was pure attack mode. Like that was it. It was fight or flight, and I choose fight until I got in the water, and then it was flight. And it, just like the amount of adrenaline, like my heart rate just skyrocketed with the idea of being in the water. I couldn't handle it. I want to explore this. I don't want to like make you super uncomfortable, but I know you're pretty into the idea of exploring what makes you uncomfortable. Of course. What if you can explain it? Okay. What is it about it that the ocean makes you so uncomfortable? It's the deepness. It's, the mystery it's, the creature it's the fact that if you're in the ocean you have a mile below you of you don't know what's there it's the unknown right if i was in the water and i saw a shark there i would be just as scared as i was when there was nothing there because my mind was making up more to fear than like a tangible thing if there was a shark i would probably be like holy shit i'd, I'd shit my pants but also just like the idea that there could be anything below me or nothing at all that's equally scary something about the ocean as a whole of like a giant body of water maybe it's something in my genetic history like if you open me up like assassin's creed you'd find just like every single one of my uncles has drowned or something like that and it's just really pervasive well thing number one the shitting your pants i'd be curious to know if that worked on sharks as well as it works on grizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> special pull cords for underwater so it's not the ocean in general and it's not like salt water what if you were in a coral reef you could see the bottom it's 15 feet below you is that different i have swum i swam in hawaii and i swam with a snorkel and i did the coral and because i could see the bottom and because i could see all around me the water was crystal clear i was fine it is just the unknown like i i think that's that's predominantly what makes it so terrifying to me do you think if you were in space and you were like outside the spaceship like just holding on by like a cord mm. or something would that be a similar mm. sensation i think it would be a different terror because i could see everything around me but i think i would be terrified if i was just without a cord like where's well, yeah. my where's my grappling cord <laughs> if you were just floating yeah but i mean if you were just yeah. outside and there was just like one little thing holding you were doing uh what's this called spacewalk yeah that type of thing yeah spacewalk yeah that's interesting have you ever found because the ocean's pretty unique on our planet i feel like the ocean is a large unique thing right it represents a lot i feel like a lot of people see the ocean as representing mystery and grand you know those giant creatures we couldn't even imagine way way deep down in the in the depths of the ocean maybe theoretically we have evidence that something you know like a giant squid exists right there's some kind of video of that or something but is there anything that matches that space was a good example is there anything else like i don't know if you're hypnotized or i don't know have you experienced anything that even comes close to that because it does sound like it's not fear of the water or of drowning in any specific way it sounds like it's the fear of just how unknown it is right could be anything i i think that it boils down to all fears are like this right so all fears like the definition of fear is like whatever danger threat pain all that stuff the thing about not knowing something 
can drive someone like insane and, and it, it does and, and like that fear alone your brain comes up with more terrifying things than ever could actually exist you know what i mean mm -hmm. because like my brain is just constantly on like paranoid look for threat mode and it's like oh there could be like a giant squid about to pull me down or there could be like a, a shark but also it's just like there could be fucking anything and, and that's why like walking alone in the woods at night you know that's scary there could be things in the woods mm -hmm. but in the daytime usually walking alone in the woods is fine because you can see you can see everything yeah. around you yeah i don't know it's just like that unknown is so primal and so keyed in i wonder if animals feel the same way i certainly feel that to some extent it makes me feel unsafe i would say like the alone in the woods or i've never been swimming in like the deep open ocean i've only swam in like you know in the shallows and among a coral reef or like by the beach or whatever but i would say for me the thing about fear is it's what my mind invents which is why I don't enjoy scary movies. I've never done a haunted house. I can't handle scary shit because even if it's dumb, so take, for example, uh, Manny and I really enjoy paranormal activity. And I would argue the first paranormal activity movie actually was really interesting and like really scary. And they like, they were trying something and I feel like that, I don't know how other, other people feel, but that one I feel like is a pretty good spooky movie. The rest of the paranormal activity series, I would argue is kind of garbagey. Like it gets trashy. They're trying to like recapture kind of the magic that they had in the first one. And they really just don't. They're trashy, right? But I've watched, I think all or most of the rest of the Paranormal Activity movies. And no matter the fact that I know that they're trashy, like cheap jump scares, like cheap horror movie tactics, they scare the shit out of me equally. So like The Shining. The Shining scares the absolute shit out of me and gives me trouble sleeping for like weeks. But so does every shitty, trashy Paranormal Activity 4, you know, type movie. It's because of what my mind does, everything becomes real to me. It's not a fear of like what I don't know. It's a fear of like what I can imagine, which I guess maybe is that different. Does that seem different to you or am I just framing it differently? No, that's exactly the same thing, right? I, I, I think with movies, what captivated perfectly is like, you know, it's not so much about the jump scare. It's about putting people in an environment where they feel uncomfortable, you know, where they feel like they could be in danger and that you basically kick up an engine that will automatically pump out the adrenaline, will automatically make people feel like they don't know what's going on or make them feel like they're going to die at any moment. So I feel like it's the same thing and, and horror movies that do it well like the shining is great because it's not exactly a jump scare movie and that's fine it's a movie yeah. that's supposed to put you at like not at ease at ill ease oh deep discomfort discomfort yeah and so it's great for that because it makes people afraid for themselves they don't know the main villain isn't apparent even if it's jack torrance himself like uh is representative of the main danger to the other two he's not the big evil of it it's right. like the hotel itself there's a greater darkness and it's that unknown that makes it fascinating to me anyway. have you guys seen the haunting a hill house it's not a movie but like a it was a series i think netflix series no no i heard it was great though it, it really was they made a, another season the haunting of bly manor which is pretty good too but hill house is probably one of the best scary things i've ever watched that and the remake i really enjoyed the remake of it i thought that was really good um, Haunting of Hill House is a similar thing where it's like there's all kinds of stuff going on, but there's some kind of greater evil afoot you don't fully understand even while you're watching the whole show. And I, I think the unknown and the darkness, 
the void into the ocean or the emptiness of space. I think all of those do play on our fears because our imaginations run wild. Imagine being like an animal, like a deer or something that's just always got to be afraid of predators or like a raccoon or something. Because mm -hmm. like we have moments where we're afraid, but like there's yeah. creatures that always have to be on edge. I mean, that their existence depends on them being like ever vigilant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would suck. That would suck. Anywho, uh, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. They make sense. Um, the, the leg one surprised me, Bob. I wouldn't say it's like unusual to be afraid of that or anything, but it's just not one I, I would have thought of. Weird one. Uh, my aunt, if you're listening right now, don't listen anymore because she has this fear. Even the word scares her. I thought that was to everyone. I thought that was just <laughs> like a general thing to all the listeners. No, it's <laughs> just really wake people up. Everyone get out of here. Everyone leave. <laughs> no one listen. This is private. Just mute it for the next 60 seconds and then <laughs> unmute it. Put a timer on. Whenever I wave my arms, you can come back. Just keep an eye out. Um... <laughs> My aunt has this fear and she's had it for her entire life. We've been able to talk about it a couple of times and she has no explanation for why, but it's so severe that even seeing or reading the word scares her. Hmm. Her fear is of turtles. Ah. The word turtle, the, the letters that spell out turtle, seeing one. I have this memory of being a kid and uh, her going to look at like a property, like a piece of land with my dad. I don't remember the context or anything, but I remember they were like walking around, scouting out this land, this property, trying to figure out if that was something they wanted to invest in or something. And as a kid, I was just running around looking at, you know, bugs and whatever. And I found a box turtle and I picked it up and I was so excited. I was like, guys, look what I found. And she screamed, ran, and like, I think she was wearing like nice shoes, like heels or something. I remember her running full sprint to the car and we had to leave immediately. And she would not even consider the property again after that being there. Oh, damn. Weird. As kids, we were told, like, whenever she was visiting, like, do not talk about turtles. Because we used to collect them and we'd, like, my grandparents had this uh, cabin that, like, there was this old bait shop that was part of their property. And there was, like, in the back, these old, like, little stone minnow container things. And we would occasionally, like, catch a turtle or a frog or something. We'd put it in there for, like, a day. We'd feed it, whatever. And then we'd let it go. But we were not allowed to have any of them when she visited. And we weren't allowed to talk about anything that we'd caught when she visited that might lead us to talking about turtles. Like, we had to have stern talking to about, like, make sure you don't say it because of her like intense fear huh. and she has no idea why but everything about turtles just scares the crap out of her and she ironically coincidentally moved into a neighborhood at one point in her life where she had street names all around her that had turtle in the name oh and God. she had to find a very specific way out of her neighborhood <laughs> to dodge those streets oh geez yeah. But it's such a weird, irrational fear, and we have no idea what caused it. I just imagine her, like, on a, on her way back from a business trip or something, we're visiting you guys, and she's in an Uber on the way home from the airport. He's just following the directions. He's like, all right, this, this is your neighborhood. We turn in here, and she's like, no, no, the next <laughs> one. He's like, uh, oh, it says it's down here, right? <laughs> Don't go on that street. <laughs> I mean, probably. Like a weird interaction with this Uber driver who doesn't fucking understand that this lady can't hear the word turtles. And she can't even really talk about it to, like, explain it. That's wild. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is she's got some repressed memory where some horrific thing happened to her involving turtles, right? That's what we all imagine, but she has no recollection. And like her parents, like no one has any recollection of anything happening that involved it. No one has any idea. I've always been curious about that. I've never, not that I want wishing this on myself. I find it hard to understand the idea of a phobia or a fear like that. That's so intense that it dominates your life. 
Like I, I'm afraid. I'm pretty scaredy cat, and I have like the leg thing is constant, right? But I have that, and then I'm like, okay, but I have, <laughs> I have to keep walking. That doesn't prevent me from using my legs or from doing anything specifically. That's a whole. I feel like that's a whole different level of fear that I've never experienced. It must be terrible. Yeah. No, it's like an instinctual fear. I weirdly specifically am afraid. Like whenever it's time to like go to bed, and I have to turn off like the hall light, all the rest of the lights, whatever time I'm usually the last one to go to bed. I'm always afraid that there's someone that's broken broken into the house like there's a person in the house and I usually have to like scan and make sure there's no one around before I can like comfortably go to bed because I like I feel like someone's in the house I'm gonna be like murdered in my sleep or something and I don't know why I always worry about that I even had a nightmare a couple weeks ago that I was doing my like search of the like I heard a noise and I was searching to make sure like the house was clear and there was a window open and I was like oh no how this like we never hardly ever open these windows what in the world I remember closing the window in my nightmare and then I was walking down a hallway and one of our closet doors were open in a uh -oh. place that we don't even have closet doors and there was just a person sitting in there oh jeez! and like they made eye contact with me and then i woke up <sighs> so like yeah every time i like hear a noise like i'm like there's a person in the house mm. i just keep thinking that oh man i have waking nightmares like that all the time but also the yeti sighted in cincinnati what what is an article the Yeti, a.k.a. the Abominable Snowman, has been seen in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, Yeti, Yeti, Yeti. It's, it's actually nothing. It's, it's a new coin that someone stamped with uh, the Abominable oh. Snowman. <laughs> wow. Boo! <laughs> Minus 500 points for getting my hopes up. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I kind of want to, I was touching on the idea of instinctual fears and stuff like that. And I, I was looking up some stuff and I found that. But I kind of was curious as to why there is this idea of a large ape-like creature, Bigfoot in the Americas and Canada. You got the abominable snowman in like, you know, colder climates. But also in Australia, you got something called Yowie, which which I've never heard of before, but it is huh. much like the other ones, a large hairy ape-like creature. And I'm wondering, like when it comes down to instinctual fears or stuff like that is, do you think that there was like an offshoot? We talked about this before, haven't we? There's like an offshoot evolution of not a cousin, but like a, a side evolution of a bipedal creature that was somewhat intelligent, that lived maybe similarly time to humanity, that we fucking murdered because we were terrified of them. And that doesn't justify us killing them, but maybe they were also terrified of us and wanted to kill us also but, but like is it possible i mean in i don't know evolutionary or anthropological history i don't know what the right term would be that that happened mm -hmm. in some time in the history of humanity's development sure are you implying that we have some kind of memory of that like a special memory well, maybe like a, right because that that harkens back that's why we always humans in universally craft this myth of like the bigfoot the yeti the whatever local you know everyone has their own version of that i mean maybe there are instinctual fears there are you go up high you look down your stomach sinks right that's just a thing that mm. happens you get afraid because you don't want to fall and you can conquer that or some people are affected by that more but that is kind of universal we don't like 
you know, eyes in the darkness or whatever it is. Like, cause it's like threats in the force. There is instinctual based knowledge in humanity and it's often like subconscious because it doesn't need to be part of the linguistic system, but there are instinctual fears that are baked into mm. our genes. It's a survival mechanism, right? So how does that happen? Number one, and how, like how long of an exposure to a thing across a few generations does it need to exist for it to become baked in to our DNA? You know what I mean? I feel like I don't know. My take on the idea of Bigfoots and Yetis and things has it's not fear derived, and I'm certainly not an expert, but I've always sort of thought that it was a fascination with the idea that like humans don't know everything in creation, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And people fear, maybe fear these creatures because some of them are sort of, you know, maybe have like a violent myth or or they're, you know, they do certain things. But like, I feel like they exist because people are entranced by the idea of the supernatural, by the idea of the unexplainable. And hu humans feel drawn towards that in like a positive way. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's fear. I don't know. Because like you're saying, certainly there are instinctual fears that exist. I feel like those are usually more abstract mm -hmm. because it's it comes from like... Like, uh, this is life-threatening danger, some sort of instinct that triggers that, where it's like some, the eyes in the darkness, or the footsteps behind you, or like animal instincts of like, that is a danger to me. But I feel like Bigfoot is much more of a mythical story. Mm, yeah. But I don't know. I could see that, mm. what you're saying. Maybe. It's generational. I find it interesting how we're all afraid of like, you know, dying, getting hurt, whatever. Like none of us want to be in pain or anything for the most part. But like some fears stand out to us individually more than others, even though we can all be like, well, yeah, the fear of the unknown is, is scary. But one fear that jumps out to me that I'm sure nobody likes the idea of is like small spaces, like not necessarily claustrophobia, like being on like an elevator. But the thought of being like in a cave and having like a cave collapse or going down like a narrow passageway where I might get stuck. Uh -huh. That terrifies me. I remember as a kid, my brother and I used to like throw a blanket on each other and like grab a pillow and like, you know, tackle each other, whatever. Mm. But anytime I was under the blanket, like I thought I was going to die. Mm. If, if I was like under a blanket or something and someone was on top of me, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I was suffocating. What you need to do is you need to pull your pull cord that inflates your uh, life raft and it'll expand and create like more space for you. It'll push it out of the way. Or you pull the cord that's an explosive, but it's shielded on the inside. So it blows a hole opening in the cave you're stuck in and then you can get out fine that would be nice if that worked like that that would be that'd be cool how many points do i get for that idea oh mm, let's go 450 so that way you're only down 50 from the thing from earlier okay. what you really need to do if you find yourself in that scenario uh -huh. is just not be scared you baby yeah you little bitch you just man up yeah plus a thousand points to both of you for brutal honesty <laughs> I don't feel that one. I do think it's interesting that everyone has their own versions of their own like sliding scale of which fears are impact them the most. I don't like the idea of being in a cave collapse, but as much as I'm a huge dude and I'm, I frequently find myself in spaces where I'm like, I don't quite fit or I'm like, you know, I feel wedged in or whatever. Mm -hmm. That does not get to me at all. Mm that's not like a fear that triggers me unless i was actually trapped in a collapsed cave mm -hmm. i don't i you know if i'm in a cave or whatever, i'm like oh this is cool man i hope i fit i just keep squishing keep scooching on through oh boy uh -huh. but like i don't know i guess the joke i just made 
came from in my head i was thinking about like why is it i mean i kind of know the answer to this but why is it manly to pretend like you're not afraid and or to not be afraid which i don't believe for two seconds this is wandering pretty far away from the original topic but what's the deal with that why are people so sensitive about you expressing like oh this is scary i'm afraid it's like it's a competition thing really like i'm better than you i can face my fear and if you're a coward and i'm smart and strong and i push my fear down like it's that that's all it is it's like a it's a competition thing right i think it comes from something probably though like imagine a long time ago needing to like rally people around like in your tribe like let's say you had like were under attack and if you went and showed courage in the face of that that can inspire those around you so you know something's attacking you and some animals do this too where like you know they instead of running away they have like a built-in thing where they'll puff out their chest or they'll expand to make themselves look even bigger and that's like that'll counter the thing that's like trying to attack them i feel like there is some instinctual purpose to showing that brave in it that the brave bravity that braveness that brave bravery bravado bravery bravado and i don't know if we had it built in ourselves as humans or not but there's definitely times where something like comes at you and the response is no you don't run away if you run away you're gonna get killed so you go and you roar back and beat your chest and put your arms out and make yourself as big as possible isn't there an animal that you're supposed to do that to if an animal like, like uh. a, i don't know if it's a bear a mountain lion, something like if it threatens you you're supposed to like big a loud noise back and look big i think raccoons yeah okay i think that a lot of that is definitely like the competition thing now but i imagine in the past that served a survival purpose of a false bravado that makes yourself seem bigger scarier more imposing to either inspire those around you and or just scare off whatever's attacking uh i think it's called the fight or flight reflex i mean yeah i guess so though you don't have to fight you could just puff out your chest and roar and then if it still comes at you, you're like okay now i'm a bitch baby and run away <laughs> So that's the flight part. Yeah. Um, you tried the fight part. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think science has pretty much nailed this one. It's like a fake fight. It's not a real fight. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll fight you. No, I really won't. Yeah. As a big dude, I have always actually been afraid of people shorter than me interesting it's not a fake thing it's because i was one of those like gentle giant types growing up where i felt like people seemed intimidated by me because i was so much taller than everybody like especially middle school junior high i was just very very much taller than everyone else uh -huh. but like i had this thing of like if someone came up and wanted to beat me up and i had to defend myself would anybody believe me because i was so much more physically imposing than like a lot of the people that would come after me uh -huh. and so many dudes had napoleon syndrome in our school i don't uh -huh. know if you'd know that but there were so many dudes that were like shorter and they were just workout warriors and buff as hell and i didn't really do much working out or you know lifting weights or anything and so i knew they could whoop my ass even though i was twice their height and they were at perfect height to dick punch there were just so many reasons to be afraid of like the little dudes i thought, I thought you were gonna say it's like because you couldn't see them coming because like you'd never know where they were <laughs> well sometimes yeah i mean <laughs> You're you're looking out, you're surveying, and you just hear like, what the fuck is that? It's like being a beaver being attacked by a colony of ants. You'll never see them coming, you know. Wait, I'm gonna punch you with your shins. Where's that tiny voice coming from? Who said that? What is this? <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, growing up I was like terrified that some like shorter dude would come to beat me up and if I defended myself no one would believe me because I was like bigger than that person or they would actually succeed uh, and just end up killing me. I mean killing you. Jesus Christ, what does this guy do to you? God. What the hell? I don't know, man. I, what 
I felt like it was easy to hate. They just wouldn't just be able to stop themselves once they started wailing <laughs> on me. Man, your self-esteem. It was pretty low. Fights and weights had end only in death or or uh, promising your life to the winner of the fight, apparently. Uh, and yeah, Wade yeah. ain't promising his life to nobody. No one. Yeah, I get that, man. I get that. So now that we're all feeling nice and confident, going back to like the turtle sphere, do you guys know anyone or do you have any or whatever heard of like weird, seemingly irrational fears? Hey, weird, weird is judgy. Calm down now. Well, it is, it is weird, I think, a fear of like something like that. I got a list. Okay, there's arachibuterophobia, fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Huh. Okay. Okay. Nomophobia. Fear of being without your mobile phone. That's a uh, new one. Okay. Plutophobia, which is the fear of money. I don't get that. Dude, I found a, ph found a phobia that every jock in middle school and high school has, apparently. <laughs> Arithmophobia. Fear of numbers. Arithmophobia. Yeah. Ablutophobia. The fear of bathing. Octophobia. Optophobia. Uh, optophobia is fear of opening one's eyes. Oh, that what? is rough. That can't. That. Oh my God. How do you survive? You, you blink like multiple times a minute. Like <laughs> every time you blink, you, they stay close and you're like, come on. I'm driving the car. Come on. Uh, yeah. There's got to be some kind of like sensory thing in the brain where like you're afraid of what you might see or like the unknown of what might be. I imagine it's not from blinking, but like if your eyes are closed. Oh my God. This is the meanest shit I've ever seen. Okay. Guess what the word is for fear of long words. Oh, go for it. It's a long one, isn't it? Hippopotomonstrosesquipedaliophobia. <laughs> That's like a 30-letter word. Uh, That's the longest word I've ever seen. Uh, so someone who has this phobia, every time they're like, uh, hey, doc, hey, doctor, new therapist, hey, uh, yeah, I have I have some, uh, I have a phobia I'm really, I'm here to work on. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, what do you, uh, what's your phobia? I'm here, I'm here to help. <laughs> like, it's, <clears throat> I can't say it. I can't say it because the doctor who named it is an asshole. <laughs> I mean, no, who is actually afraid of long words? That cannot actually be true. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like a lot of, so this, we're, I think Mark, you and I are reading the same list. Uh, I feel like a lot of these have to come from very specific instances, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who, who looks at a long word and like is afraid of that, like, well, it's, we, that's what debilitates I you? I would have felt that way about turtles if I didn't have a personal experience with someone. It's got to be tied to something, right? Uh, maybe someone is yeah. afraid. Someone's afraid of long words because as a child they had a stutter and it was uh, like that, something yeah, that like okay, defined right, okay. their or they had an experience with a person who would use long words to, I don't know, <laughs> to verbally abuse them. They would only abuse them with long. I have no idea. It's but long word man. It's the like this most verbose villain God. in the world. <laughs> I pontificate. <laughs> and extrapolated my plan. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> fucking love that guy. <laughs> God damn it. World's best villain. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of... I mean, you could be afraid of anything. I feel like some fears, like we talked about, are instinctive. They come from, you know, self-preservation, these instincts that we have as animals. But you can develop a fear of almost anything, given the right circumstances. If you just read, like, okay, chatophobia, chatophobia is the fear of hair. Like, uh -huh. oh, well, uh, well, almost everyone has hair, and you ever, well, you see hair. Yeah, I know well, somebody I mean, who has that uh, a phobia like that. 
that, and it's not necessarily hair it's just like in general, scalp? but it's loose hair. Oh, okay. Like individual like hairs that are no longer attached to somebody. Well, uh-huh. when you say it like that, that sounds creepy. Freaks them out to no end. I mean, okay, so I go in my shower and I see a big clump of hair there. I'm not exactly in love with it. No. I don't know the... if I'm afraid of it. If it started moving, holy shit, then maybe I would have fear of hair from then on in my life, but at that moment, no. But anyway, my point is, I'm sure there are people who have random, like the turtle thing. Maybe some people are just randomly arbitrarily afraid of something deeply and unexplainably. But I feel like a lot of fears and phobias come from if you talk to a person or if they talk, you know, they talk to a therapist in a safe place about this, there's probably a story, right? There's probably something that happened. It comes from a specific experience or person in their life or whatever. Who knows? Trauma. I don't know. But like they sound silly on their own. But the thing is the fear. The thing is not what you're afraid of. The thing is the fear. Fear, fear is, to some extent, universal. Wow. I'm not going to judge anyone for having a fear that I don't understand just because maybe on the surface it seems weird to me or it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to them. Still, it's equally scary to them regardless of how judgy I am about it, I guess. Fair. Fair is fair. I've got a weird one. I don't know how weird it is, but this is one I have that I never really explored and I've never really admitted to anybody, but like has totally affected me many times in life. I have like this fear of failing performance like physical activity like basketball or whatever or acting improv in front of friends in front of people that i know Mm. so like back when i was playing basketball i often played a lot better when i wasn't playing with anybody i didn't like i knew if there was no one i knew i think i was a lot more aggressive confident whatever like doing the improv and stuff i was always nervous as hell doing that like around you guys oh we Uh could tell same with like the acting and stuff like just super uncomfortable and whenever we had like the live audience it was like i had something else to distract me but like doing the warm-ups and stuff i was so uncomfortable doing it Hmm. same with like acting and things like whenever we've done various either skits or heist or whatever have you if i'm like on my own or again just streaming in front of like a bunch of you know people that like i don't see every day or at least if if you guys are there i don't always know where you're there whatever have you i can kind of pull that stuff off without worry but for some reason when there's like people i know there or watching or so have you i feel like my performance tanks and i just like am panicked about not doing well Mm -hmm. oddly specific but it's one that's like just always been there yeah i wonder why that would be like just so your friends is it like because you trust them or and if you you would hate to be disappointed but it's kind of like the same as me i don't care what any random stranger thinks of me it, it works well for me being on youtube because i literally don't care like i can read any comment yeah. about this and I, it glosses right over me but if someone i trust like if you guys said something that was critical to my character i would take it to heart and i would be so like oh my god oh no they're right i am oh god so you know i i, I think it's similar it's like you don't want to let down people you trust because it's all part of like the community thing like back in the survival days of humanity like being ostracized from your community was a death sentence pretty much if you did like because humans lived as groups from very early on and and, like relied on each other so if you if you were kicked out of the group man that ain't that ain't good for you whereas today you know you know society has a bunch of safety nets and you know if you're it's like please kick me out well i mean maybe not quite like that but kick me oh yeah not like right in the ass come on Kick my ass. Get me out. <laughs> Come on. Kick me. I guess it's the opposite of a fear, a fetish. Yes. <laughs> 100%. You 
Yeah. There's no it's gotta middle, be, right? There's no middle ground. You either fear something or you fetishize it. I know, right? Yeah. That's how humans conquer their fear. Well, I just, that's what the opposite was. Yeah. Don't kick me out. Kick me out. I want you to kick me. Sh sharks. If I'm scared of sharks, someone loves sharks. Someone thinks sharks are sexy. That's illegal. Don't think sharks are sexy. Don't even think about it. It's illegal. But I hate the ocean. Someone <laughs> wants to fuck the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. The unknown, I'd bang the unknown. <laughs> I don't care what it is. If I don't know it, I want it. I mean, 100%, there's going to be people out there who are nodding their head right now listening to this podcast like, oh, yeah, the unknown. <laughs> I will destroy the sun to get to the darkness. I want darkness all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what about that fear of opening the eyes of someone who fucking loves open eyes? <laughs> oh. They take naps just so they can wake up an orgasm. Constantly sleep deprived. <laughs> they have insomnia because every time they lay down, they go to bed, they close their eyes and their brain is just like, open them. <laughs> Look at stuff. Come on. Perceive reality. Oh, man. Yeah. Jesus. That would be nice. Uh, maybe that'd be terrible. I think a too strong of a fear or too strong of a fetish is both of those is probably rough. A fetish of with. public speaking. <laughs> like, cause, well, cause the thing is satiating it, right? If you have too strong of a fear, satiating what that fear inspires means you're avoiding things. You're not doing things. You're, you know, you're not going outside or whatever, whatever the fear is. Satiating a fetish is equally problematic. If the fetish is, you know, not socially acceptable in any way yeah. or public or requires, you know, other people to participate yeah. or something like there's nothing wrong with satiating a fetish as long as it's dude, safe dude. and legal but <laughs> people are judgy man people are judgy bitches there are definitely people that have a fetish of public speaking because of attention but i just imagine you know you like abraham lincoln was like four score and seven oh years ago <laughs> some people are like afraid of the doctor like people finish that they're like hey doc do i need a boost your shot today <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am here for my dental cleaning. Uh, yeah. No, no. I don't need anesthetic. I want to feel <laughs> What if you fetishize just like having a workaday life? You fetishize just being like the normal average person. Yeah. No, it's Friday. No, the weekend. <laughs> you, go, you go to your, your job Monday morning at a, a mid-level you know job where they don't pay you enough and you get overworked and you get into your shitty little cubicle and you, you sit down in your crooked chair and you're just like, oh, <laughs> God, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Let me start typing these reports that nobody reads. Mm. Fuck. Oh, it's tax season. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Hit me, Mr. IRS man. Uh. <laughs> Your fetish is getting audited by the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> you just commit tax fraud constantly. Like, come on, catch it. Catch, check catch check it. that shit. I clearly lied. <laughs> I mean, there's there's people that like uh, what's the condition called when you uh, want to be doctored, like you uh, you 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 fake illnesses and stuff like that. It's not a sexual thing. It's just like um um, um that's a, I know like being word. a hypochondriac, like whenever you're faking. Yeah, that's uh, the there, one. There's a there's a another thing for the uh, Munchausen Munchausen syndrome. Oh, familiar uh, with that one? Yeah, is a mental disorder in which a person fakes illnesses. They lie about symptoms, make themselves appear sick. I mean, it's not so much 
opposed to hypochondriac who thinks they're sick all the time. It's someone who intentionally lies because they want to get, you know, the care and like the be in a hospital and like be worried about and stuff like that. Um, it's it's not very common, but I know it's a thing. I've seen it on TV. There's an episode of Grey's Anatomy where I'm pretty sure a lady takes a supplement of some sort to cause specific symptoms to get diagnosed with a very serious illness. Uh -huh. It's very dramatic. And TV is always right. So it was an episode of House the same way, except like the twist was the Munchausen patient also had like super, super lupus or something like that. Like it was actually horrifically ill and they had to face the realities of actually being sick. Not as fun when you're really yeah. sick. Why does House always get like the exploding pancreas patients? Just the, the super Dude, cancers. House is such a good show. I loved House. I love House. I always remember House in like the family guy character of him though. Yeah. <laughs> Where he just, I forget the context of the joke, but he just shows up on screen and he's like, get that rule book out of here. I don't follow anybody's rules. Not even my own. And then he just leaves. <laughs> That's house. It's entirely house. Yeah, pretty much. Also the pills. Don't forget the pills. And the leg and the cane. God, that guy loved drugs. God, he loved drugs, man. You know, he's English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hugh Laurie? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen Hugh Laurie in um, Black Adder? Uh -uh. Black Adder? It's like old, like 90s English right. comedy he did, show he did, where he's, yeah. like, he's like the servant to like the snotty prince. Yeah. It's so funny to think of House as that character on Black yeah. Adder. but because he worked with Stephen Fry a lot. Hugh Laurie's like an actual actor. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's great. You know, like Shakespeare shit, like real acting. Uh-huh. Also house. Also house. But before we go off on too much of a tangent about house, I guess I'll rein us back in. Uh -huh. Good show though. Good show. Great show. This is a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about fears and I guess fetishes there at the end. That's the name of the episode. Fears and fetishes. It's gotta be it. <laughs> the fetishes are all crammed into the final five minutes. <laughs> hey, they're in there. Just just like Wade's prompt at the beginning, you know, you only have so much time to consider it and it's right at the end, but we consider it there the whole time. That's <laughs> fears and fetishes. <laughs> All right, tallying up the points. Mm. Mark, you lost a lot of points, so Bob wins. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. Math. <laughs> I love math. That's how I did the math. The fear of math comes back to haunt Mark, not Bob today. Oh, uh, God. I shouldn't have badmouthed you, you sack of shit. You should not have. Didn't you say you were really mad at him at the beginning? What are you mad about, Mark? What are you so mad about? No, I wasn't. Was I mad at him? Was I mad? Yeah, you were like, I'm more mad at you right now that I'm letting on, but I'm going to save it. Right, because you didn't listen to the episodes before they come out and now i'm back oh, to, i would have right. forgotten about it right, now right, i completely right. remember no no it's back yeah well you lost anyway so let it out you know and now i can be mad about it yeah let it out you want to give a loser's speech about your I anger at me do listen pal uh -huh. listen uh -huh. buddy. sure the quality of this podcast entirely rides on your ability to listen to it beforehand and give notes so give notes and there you go i think we know what the quality will be if it depends on that good <laughs> that was a mistake in the design of the show <laughs> it's not the design of the show it's the design of anything any creative project well that's a mistake of the design of any project i love the idea that wade finally starts listening to the episodes before they go live and he just keeps sending a message to the editor wade's message this week is needs more clown horns <laughs> that's it that's Wade's one note. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Now, this episode needs the sound of like a scurrying spider, a slithering snake, or a sloppy dildo for the fetish part, I guess. I don't know. What does a sloppy dildo sound like? Oh, don't act like you don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> I don't know what a sloppy dildo sounds like. Those words left his lips and my brain was like, ew. 
I know that sound. We all know that sound. We live that sound. How do you know that sound? What is that sound? It's literally a dildo dipped in sloppy joe mix and then flopped around on a glass surface so that the slops and slips are very audible. All right. it's, and it's mic'd close. It's mic'd close. ASMR mic'd. Way too close. It's really hot. <laughs> it's a hot You get mic. every little slurp and slip and, and glurp and everything. Uh-huh. I love those. There is an alternative sloppy dildo sound where you still dip it in the sloppy joe, but then you grab a stringed instrument and you treat it like a guitar pick and you flop it around the stringed instrument to play music uh -huh. that poor poor instrument oh man or that lucky instrument depending if it's a fear or a fetish bob you're our winner today congrats you get the host next yeah, week yeah i earned it thank you mark and bob for joining i'm wade uh you can find my friends at you know facebook.com slash youtube.com slash markiplier game twitch.tv minion 777 or youtube lord minion 777 find our podcast on all of the different downloadable podcast sites probably uh stay tuned for whatever comes next on distractable and i guess we'll see if whatever bob wants to talk about next week until then podcast out <laughs>